giving me, you know, bags of drugs, you know, to just that they were just ready to walk away from, you know, all that. Well, the finish of the story is uh, two, in 2012, um, we did not have one homicide in Aurora, Illinois, and that has not happened for 66 years. For 66 years. And... Now, that story, I mean, they ended up laying off a third of the police staff, and the biggest reason why is because the police officers were complaining that they were bored. And our crime rate, rate dropped lower than neighboring Naperville, which Naperville is a le- it doesn't have as many numbers in, in their population as we do, but it is a predominantly white upper class and upper middle class area. And so all of a sudden, our crime rate became lower than their crime rate. That, that was completely unprecedented. That had never happened before, period. And all of these changes, people started calling, referring to Aurora, Illinois, as in the Chicagoland area as the transformation city. And uh, if you've seen the transformation videos, it's, it wasn't the Christians who were calling them that. It was the, the Chicago Tribune, the newspaper, who had actually dubbed it that. And they'd never seen those movies. But that story was in every major newspaper around the country in the United States. It was in CNN, it was on MSNBC, Fox News, even BBC did a segment on it. And a matter of fact, when the BBC was interviewing our police chief about that, there were two police chiefs, one had flown from Italy and the other from France, to come and to study the police intelligence in Aurora to find out how they made the crime drop so fast. And on the interview of the BBC, our chief of police said, he goes, you cannot just study the police work and the police intelligence. He says, you've got to study that little vineyard church over there and the impact that they have made on this city. And so by the grace of God, man, you know, the Lord just really, you know, and my church, guys, is, was, has never been more than 220 people. Never. You know, and that story has gone around the world. And I'm going to tell you something, you know, if, if, if a small church of 200, just a little over 200 people could make that kind of impact, you know, on a quarter of a million population, what kind of impact of this many people in this room could make? You could change this nation with what's in this room. You could change this nation. Because inside of you, you are carrying the presence of Almighty God. Inside of you. What they need is not a new strategy. There isn't a need for a new approach. There isn't a need. All of those things are good. And I'm not belittling any of those things. But Christ in you is what your communities are crying out for. And we've been hearing that for years. Christ in you is, is, who, is who they want, who they need. And if we'll step out and bring that to them, bring them that reality. I mean, you know, when we first came here, Chris can tell you, I mean, we, we you know, it was a totally different story than it is today, you know, but just sticking with it, just staying faithful and persevering and just saying, hey, we are committed to this. We are com- no matter what, you know, we would see other churches pass us up and become, you know, more popular, do more cool things, do more. And we'd be like, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them. But man, we are just going to be hitting the streets. We're going to be making you know, an impact, you know, the way that we know how and what the Lord has told us to know how. And if you take a look at the early vineyard, all of this was birthed out of people that were just doing what we were doing on the streets that same way. Lonnie Frisbee, Blaine Cook, you know, uh, John Wimber. These guys were just operating, you know, the Bob and Penny Fulton, more Penny than Bob. 
if you know them. <laughs> See, only, only a few people would know them, so you could only appreciate that, a few of you. But, uh, you know, people just going out and just going after it again and again and just, you know, you would just have, you know, guys like Lonnie just walk around the beach and, you know, he'd pull up a, a grape crate and stand on it at the water's edge and say, hey, Jesus loves you, come to Jesus. And people would just come running. But there was a sense of God's presence on them. You know, there was something of the presence of God, and that's what our communities are crying out for. They're crying out for the presence. There's a hunger and there's a thirst to connect with God. Some of you are here because of that hunger and thirst. You don't even know it yet. But you're feeling something in the worship. You're feeling something even even just in this room. There's something that's happening. The Spirit's here. He's been working already. He's been stirring. He's been moving. He's been working in us because there's a hunger. God's desire. God is desperate to be in the midst of us. He loves us. He's passionately pursuing us in every part of life, in every way. And do you see these guys that were just sort of the early start of the vineyard, just going out and just ministering, getting rejected, getting, you know, you know thrown out, getting, you know, uh, but then turn around and just seeing people get healed, seeing, seeing things happen. I, I love stories of people do, do, you know, who, who have never seen something happen and then something big sort of comes along. I was talking to a friend of mine who had, uh, uh, had gone on a, a uh, it was out with a homeless ministry and it was uh, his, uh, his, um, uh, it's in the Cincinnati or the Dayton, Ohio area. And he went out with this homeless ministry and he's like, I'd never prayed for anybody who's seen him healed. And this one homeless guy comes up and he, they made a call for people who need healing, and the guy's like, look, you really should probably get somebody else to pray for you for healing, because I've never prayed for anybody, and they've been healed. And the guy's like, oh, well, everybody else is taken. I, I, just, I need some healing. He goes, well, what do you need? The guy pulls his shoe off, pulls his sock off, and he's missing a big toe. <laughs> and the guy's like, you know what? Why can't I get a paper cut or something? Why a missing... <laughs> digit you know this is like you know i need to start small do you have a headache you know (laughs) start with that and the guy's like no i need a big toe he literally said that to him he goes you got a headache you got a sore knee anything like that let's go there the guy's like no 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 i need a big toe he goes you realize how imbalanced i am in my walk and all the you know because i have all these complications without having a big toe and the guy's like oh and so part of him was like, okay, I'm going to pray. It's a homeless guy. Hope Maybe he's inebriated and won't remember the fact that he doesn't have a big toe later. <laughs> and he literally puts his hand, the guy's foot is on the street, it's on the sidewalk, and he puts his hand, and he's, he, he says, you know, Father, I just thank you for your healing. He, he, had, he had actually come to a, a weekend thing that I had done, and he says, I just command a big toe to appear and hopefully it's attached to his foot, you know? <laughs> I mean, he, that's, he, he literally prayed that prayer. You know, hopefully it's just not a big toe that, you know, or an outline of one in chalk on the concrete or something, you know? And he just, and he, he prays and he just looks up and he goes, I'm sorry, man, that's all I got, that's all. And the guy goes, that's amazing. And he goes, well, it really isn't that big a prayer. He goes, look, and the guy looks down and he's got a whole big toe. You know, now let me tell you something. I've prayed for dozens and dozens of amputees, and I've never had anybody have that happen to them yet. And this guy prays his first prayer for healing and gets a big toe that appears on the guy's foot. 
Guys, let me tell you something. There is so much that the Lord wants to do through us. Amen. If we'll just step out into it, if we'll step out, let me tell you something. Everything fights against. There is this thing of, of self-preservation, and so much of the messages of the church, so much is, is infiltrated what we teach and minister, and that slips into this thing of self-preservation, of you know, making us better us's and you know, self-improvement and all these things. And I believe that those—it's so many of our, of our prayers are prayers of self-preservation. Lord, keep me from harm, keep me from difficulty, keep me from this, keep me from that, keep me from the other. And we have all these protective prayers. And we've—I remember my wife was going on a trip one time, and I would always pray protection over my family before I leave. And and she goes, "I want you to stop praying that the boys be safe." She goes, "Pray protection, but quit praying that our sons are safe." And I'm like, "What kind of mother are you?" You know. And she goes, no. She goes, we need to pray that our boys are, a da- that are the most dangerous men on the planet to the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Amen. And I was like, wow, that's the kind of mother you are. I see you. <laughs> and from that point on, we changed our prayer. We were like, Lord, we thank you for you know, protecting them from any harm, but yet we don't want them to be safe. Lord, we pray that you make them the most dangerous man. I pr- and I started adding to it. Lord, I pray when the devil sees him coming, he breaks out in a sweat. <laughs> make him terrified of our sons. You know? And we've got to move away. We've got, because so much of that then eliminates us taking risk in our lives. We start playing it safe. We stop taking risks. Why? Because just, we just slip into this place of self-preservation. And how do you spell faith? R-I-S-K. That's how, that's how faith is spelled. That's how it, it, you know, it, it comes out as we see that, you know, and, and the Lord is encouraging us to step out into this place of risk, to step out into this place of understanding that he's going to show up and he's gonna, he wants to move. But we sort of go into, you know, popular, I, I'll tell you, I've learned a lot from my kids. I've learned a lot from my sons and, and watching them do ministry. They all love doing power evangelism. I mean, matter of fact, they just blow me away. They like, you know, and I, I watch them and learn from them now, you know, and, and just watch how they, how they do things. We, but we'll go into a place in, in like maybe a crowded area or, or, you know, open area and see somebody with crutches or something, and we're like, the Lord will heal you. But I know how embarrassing prayer can be. I know how embarrassing it is to speak to Lord of heaven and earth. God of all creation would be terribly humiliating and embarrassing to you. So let's go behind this rock. Let's step behind this wall. Let's hide behind this tree. And let me pray for you, for you to be healed. What did I just do? I just turned down all the risk. I just eliminated all the risk. I just turned down all the faith. What's your name, sir? Joseph. Joseph, I, just, I looked over at you in worship earlier, and I just felt like, sorry, this kind of happens sometimes. I just looked over at you in worship, and I just saw you worshiping, and I just heard the Lord just say how blessed he was by your worship. And I saw it kind of like, a, a, like a, a plant sort of coming out from the earth and sort of, you know, I mean, it, it's got to kind of push its way through. And I saw it kind of coming through dirt, like with most plants sort of coming up. But with yours, it was kind of coming out of the middle of rock. 
And I just saw you just sort of pushing through and pushing through this rock. And plants will do that, you know, and it's pretty amazing. And I just heard the Lord just say, your worship has been like that, like pushing through a lot of hard stuff and kind of coming through some real difficult things and pushing through. But I just hear the Lord saying, well done. Well done, just in that expression of worship and just that pressing through. And just the Lord's really pleased with you with that. And so I just want to share that with you. And I just feel like just the Lord, too, just in the next, what I felt like was three weeks, God's going to begin to release some things to you, some things that have been sort of, it's almost like some things that have been sort of blocked up and hidden for you. The Lord's going to begin to release to you. And I just heard the Lord say, be encouraged. There's breakthrough coming for you. Does that make sense? I mean, don't be nice. This is, seriously, if that doesn't make sense, tell me. It doesn't make sense. Father, we just bless Joseph and just thank you for his faith and just, Lord, just that perseverance and worship and just in his uh, breakthrough. And I just, uh, I thank you for, for him, Father. I just thank you that he's here and we just bless him in Jesus' name. Bless you, man. What was I talking about? It was good, whatever it was, I think. Risk, thank you. But when we, when we turn down that risk, we're eliminating faith. My, my son goes into a, um, my, this lady here with the pink. You have a, is that pink, a, a pink jumper type thing? Is that what you call them, jumpers? Sweatshirt, yeah, that's what we call them in the United States, but I thought you had a fancier name for it than that. What's your name? Bernadette. That's such a cool name. Like, Bernadette, I mean, that's like, okay, never mind. Bernard, would you just stand for a minute? Is this your husband here? Are you two of you guys together? Would both of you just stand? Um, just, I, I just, I just, just when I just looked at you, I just saw like these two coins that were just like gold coins that had been sort of covered over. And I just heard the Lord say, there's deep gifts and ability and treasure that's inside of you that's been really hidden. And the Lord's going to cause that to surface more. And there's been times that you've kind of felt looked over in some areas and things. And I just heard the Lord say, it's just dusting that off and just, you know, bringing that to the surface. And I feel like that you guys have been through some real loss. And the Lord wants you to know that just through all that time that he's going to repay everything the enemy has stolen. And that there's just going to be a required payment for that. And just the things the enemy's pulled away from you, God's going to be begin to restore. And one of the things that I felt the Lord was really going to use you guys to do is just sort of that, out of that place of being stripped, also the Lord's going to use you to, to bring others out of that same place and that it's going to be a very powerful thing for you. And just really be encouraged. I feel like, too, breakthrough coming for you and your family. I just feel like there's some real healing and just some real turning. Ears that wouldn't hear before are going to begin to just hear. They're going to begin to turn and begin to respond and begin to expect that. That's just coming. I just really feel like in the next couple of months, actually, that there's just going to be hearts are going to soften and things are going to you know, change in that. Does that make sense to you guys? Okay. Really? Don't be nice, seriously. So, Father, I just thank you for these guys. What's your name, sir? John. Is that it? John? I'm confused. Okay, John. Uh, John, I, I just felt, too, I just felt like God is just promoting you. There's just some things that are in you. God's kind of bringing you up. He's sort of, I just kind of feel like that's a part of the coin thing, too, is just sort of revealing, just kind of bringing you, just kind of bringing you in the, a more sort of visible place of ministry. I don't know what that means, but I just, I just saw that just for you. So, Lord, we just bless these guys. Just thank you for your hand on them. And just, Lord, just the work that you're doing through them and with them. Lord, just bless them. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. This guy right here with the gray shirt. Yeah, you. You just pointed to yourself. Yes, yes. You pointed yourself like three times. Stand up. What's your name? Luke. 
Luke, let me just tell you, I just see leadership on you. And I just really feel like God is just really beginning to hone and develop that leadership. And I feel like there's been, but I feel like there's some things you've been frustrated with, and the Lord's just going to begin to clear that stuff up for you. Uh, I, I just felt too like there's been some, uh, you've kind of been processing through like the right kind of friends and right kind of relationships and things like that. And I just hear the Lord just saying, "Well done with that." That He's bringing you kind of into a whole new sphere, and 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 that there's a real evangelism gift that's on you, but I also see a real teaching gift that's on you. And God's going to begin to really communicate through you. And I just hear the Lord just saying he's going to begin to give you these thoughts. And you're going to go, where did that come from? Well, that's the Lord. The Lord's going to begin to communicate some things and show you some things and give you some insight to some stuff. I just really want to encourage you to pay attention you know, to that and just be encouraged. And I, I just saw you like going on a couple of short-term missions trips and that's really going to be very effective for you and sort of get you out and doing some things in ministry and get you out of your you know, norm to be able to uh, develop you, you know, really quickly. But I just heard the Lord say he's going to fast track you in your life. And so just be prepared for that. And so as much as you think you will, honestly, you won't, but just know it. <laughs> now so lord we just bless him and just thank you lord just for and i just see god putting keys in your hands i don't know what they're for but i just think there's something new god's opening a door for so we just bless him with that in jesus name jesus name amen okay so i want to tell the story uh, but my 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 son he goes into this uh, burger place and and um i'm gonna be careful with your time but my son goes into this burger place and you know, there's this kid walking around uh, uh, with on uh, crutches, and he's got this, you know, broken leg, and and uh, he had just broken it like three days before. And my son's like, "Hey, what's going on with your leg? You know, what happened with your leg?" And the the kid said to him, "He goes, well, he goes, I broke it three days ago." And he goes, "Well, does it hurt?" And he goes, "Well, yeah, I broke it three days ago. Of course it hurts." And he goes, "Well, what hurts most? Like, what what do you do that'll make it hurt the most?" And he goes, "Well, he goes, if I even if I touch my toes to the floor." His toes were exposed. He says, it really hurts. And he goes, well, would you touch your toes to the floor for me so I can see like, where it's at the most pain? And he goes, what are you, sadistic or something? And he goes, he goes no, He goes, because I want to pray for you. He goes, if you'll let me pray for you, Jesus is about to heal your leg right now. And he goes, well, my ankle's broken. And he goes, there's a lot of you know, trauma in there. And he goes, they may even have to go back and do surgery on it and stuff like that. And he goes, well, I'm just telling you, if you'll let me pray for your leg. And so the guy touches his toes. He's like, ah. He goes, all right, that's a 10. That pain that you're experiencing is a 10. And the guy's like, try like 15. And he goes, okay. He goes, but let's give it a 10. And he goes, I'm about to pray for you. And Jesus is going to completely heal your leg so that you'll know how much he loves you and cares about you and wants a relationship with you. And so the guy's like, well, I don't even know if I believe in that. And he goes, well, you will. (laughs) And so he says, so can I pray for you? And the guy's like, yeah, I guess. And so Judah looks around the restaurant and he goes, hey, anybody need, anybody want to see a miracle? Come here right now. Come get in here. He goes, Jesus is about to heal this guy's legs so that everyone watching will know that he loves them and cares about them. What's a relationship with them? If you want to see a miracle, come here right now. What do you call that? I heard stupid, crazy, risk. (laughs) Let's go with risk, okay? And let me tell you something. Everything inside of us says back off from that. Why? Because it may not happen. And yet, we're told to be a people, we're called a people of faith. 
How do we spell faith? R-A-S-K. And so he pulls them in, and this one guy goes, he goes, I'm an atheist. I don't even believe in any of that stuff. He goes, well, you come up here, you get really close. I want you right here at his foot, as a matter of fact. Now, everything inside of us feels like that having that, that kind of unbelief, that close and personal, is actually going to diminish power, but it doesn't. It will increase it. It will increase it. And so we think, well, we got to get that guy as far away. Don't do that. Pull them in up close and personal, up really up close. We were at Soul Survivor right ahead. We prayed for a bunch of people uh, to get healed. This was in the summer during the uh, festivals there. And, and these four, three or four boys came up to me and they said, we're atheists. And we just think, you know, you're full of crap and that this is just not real. And they said, we don't, we don't think any of this really happens. And I was like, oh, yeah? Okay, great. I said, stay right here. And I went over and I grabbed the microphone. Everybody was leaving. And I said, if anybody has a short leg, a leg shorter than the other, come up here right now. So they come up and we line up and eight people come up. Now, that's the nice thing about, you know, having thousands of people in one building at a time. And so eight people come up, you know, with a leg shorter than the other. And I said, all right. And they said, all right, we're going to watch you do. I said, no, 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 I'm not doing it. You are. And they were like, what? And I said, each one of you grab their legs. And, you know, there's several of them, you know, had like wellies on. And so I said, take those off. I said, grab, grab the legs. And they're looking, seeing the legs shorter. And I said, because if I'm holding it, you're going to think I pulled their leg or you're going to think I did something. I said, you're going to do it. And I said, now repeat after me. And they're holding, watching the heels and they pray. And the first guy goes, and again, this guy's like, you know, hardcore atheist type kid. And he's holding the legs. Girl's leg is an inch shorter than the other. And I said, now repeat after me. Father, I thank you for healing. And he says, Father, and the leg shoots out. <laughs> and, he, and I was like, that was quick. <laughs> and I looked at him, and he goes, whoa, 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 what just happened? And all of a sudden, it hit me. I said, let me tell you something. I said, when you said Father, you acknowledging God as Father did something in your identity just then. And I said, it came out because there was a connection that was made because you acknowledged him as Father. He goes, well, I was just repeating what you said. I said, that seemed to be enough. <laughs> it didn't seem to be lacking in anything. And we went down the row, and we had like eight, eight you know, people there, and I think five of them you know, saw the legs grow up. But each one of the boys who were sitting there saying they were atheists, you know, each one of them prayed for somebody and saw a leg grow out you know, in that moment. Let me tell you something. Oh, let me get back to my son, Judah. Sorry. So, so bring the atheists close. Get them close in front and center. And so we're in, the, we're in the restaurant, or he's in the restaurant. I was there. I've actually got the video on my phone. I should, I should have tried to throw it up for you guys to watch this. But all of a sudden, he prays, and, and he starts praying for the guy's leg and for all the pain to leave, for the bones to come back together, for you know, any, any uh, torn muscles to be repaired, any of that stuff to happen. And he says, now, he says, so that everyone listening to me will know that Jesus Christ loves them and is right now inviting them to a relationship with him. And what is he doing? He's just cranking up that risk. And so all of a sudden he stops and he goes, now check your foot out. And the kid puts his foot down and he goes, well, you don't understand. And he's like. And he's like, without the crutches, starts walking on it. He couldn't even put the foot down, we know, with the crutches. Starts walking on it. And then he goes, Judah goes, give me a number. And he goes, 
It's a three. And he goes, can I pray again? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so he prays again and does, he prays the exact same thing. And he goes, now check it out. And the kid starts walking around. And then he comes back. And then he's like and jumping on it. And then he puts his hands out and starts jumping on the one leg that has the cast on it. And he goes, give me a number. And he goes, zero. He goes, it's completely healed. And he said, yeah. Praise God. Let me tell you something. You know, we, 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 if we want to see this happen, if we know that it, God has called every last one of us in this room to do that, nobody's more qualified than the other. He's called every last one of us. As a matter of fact, if there are people that have special gifting, if you take a look at, at Scripture and if you look like even at fivefold ministry, if there are people with special gifting or special anointing, or special, their job is to equip the rest of us to do their gift. That's what their job is. I'm not impressed. I was telling Chris the other night, I said, I'm not impressed with prophets that don't develop other prophets. I want to see him raising up other people. Why? Because that's the job description of a prophet. Amen. You know, I'm not impressed with evangelists that are, that are just running out doing evangelism and aren't raising other people up as evangelists. Because their job is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And that's what God wants to do with us. He wants us to step out. I'm going to tell you something. John Wimber used to say, the meat is in the street. The best of power ministry is right outside these doors. And a lot of people have said, you know, in looking at the vineyard's trek and the vineyard's history, you know, well, there's been ebbs and flows of power. Let me tell you something. I would believe there would be more consistency if we did the stuff that Jesus did where Jesus did it. And if we plant that, take a look really quick because we've got to read a scripture in order to make this a legal meeting. <laughs> I, by the way, there was something totally different I was going to share. I hope this is helpful to you guys. Hopefully. <laughs> That's my insecurity talking. Acts 2, verse 22. Now let me tell you something. Here Peter, he's terrified. Peter's scared to death. I mean, they have just watched Jesus. Here's a guy that, that, that could close open wounds, and they're watching him hanging on the cross with open wounds. I mean, how confusing is that? Be? You know what I think the, probably the most common phrase among the disciples were? What is going on? I'm serious. You know, we're like, oh, wouldn't it have been lovely to follow Jesus around and to see Jesus do all this stuff? Wouldn't it have been, you know, wouldn't it have been just awesome? I think it was a very confusing experience. I, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, at one point he's touching a guy with blind eyes and, you know, his eyes are opening and, and, and then the next thing he's spitting in a dude's blind eyes for them to, oh, I mean, it was like, what? Where did that come from? You know, I think following Jesus around could have been very confusing. You know, he's talking about establishing this kingdom, you know, one moment and, and talking to him about the kingdom. And then all of a sudden he starts levitating and disappearing, dis disappearing into the clouds the next minute. I think they're going, what is going on? And so he tells them to go tarry in Jerusalem and he, you know, and to wait for the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm going to send you the comforter. The comforter's going to come. The comforter, man, what beautiful words. The comforter's going to come. And so they're waiting. And I think, I, you know, I used to always have this picture of like Peter and the disciples and their hands sort of holding in a circle and looking at each other and going, you know, on the day of Pentecost and saying, brethren, it is so pleasant to dwell with you here today. 
on this glorious day of Pentecost, which the Comforter will come in a few minutes, and he is going to light us up, and we will blow up this whole country with the power and presence of Almighty God. Isn't it lovely? You know, and they're just holding hands and smiling at one another. Let's just tarry here together as we waiteth for the comforter to cometh, you know? I don't think it's looked like that at all. Honestly, I think Peter was probably, because he knew he was, you know, the, the next guy that they were probably going to come at. I think Peter was probably curled up in the corner sucking his thumb, going, they're going to come kill me. They're coming after me next. They killed him. Now they're going to come kill me. I'm the next guy they're after. I think he was absolutely terrified. I don't think there was, you know, they were singing a few hymns probably to comfort themselves. And then all of a sudden, the comforter comes. Have you ever noticed nothing of him coming in this room looks like comfort at all? You ever notice that? All of a sudden, the scripture says, suddenly, in verse 2, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. You know, one version says, with a gale force wind that filled the, play, the house they were sitting in. All of a sudden, this windstorm comes ripping through the room. That doesn't look very comforting. Have you ever noticed that? And then all of a sudden, fire starts falling from the sky. Fire's falling from the ceiling, landing on top of their heads, cloven tongues of fire. Nothing looks comforting about this scene. Have you ever noticed that? What was happening? The power of the Holy Spirit was coming and igniting them as a people. Now, there was nobody there in the room to say, don't anybody be disturbed. <laughs> that gale force wind ripping through the room, turning furniture over and you know, blowing all of our hair off of our heads is nothing to be concerned about. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Just be comforted right now. <laughs> we refer to that person of the Godhead as the comforter. And the fire falling from the ceiling landing on your heads is also the comforter. Nobody's there to break that down for the visitors, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's happening. Why? Because it was completely unprecedented. It's completely unprecedented. But all of a sudden, notice this. At the sound of the Spirit, the nations, the representatives of the nations of the world come running. They hear the sound of the Spirit. They hear the thunderous roar, and they come running. Why? Because even when they don't understand what it is, everything inside of us cries out to be where the presence is. Everything inside of us says, that's where I belong. I belong where the presence of God is. I remember weeks later after, after we had filmed Father of Lights and, and Sam was... Uh, he calls me on, the, on my cell phone, and, and uh, he, one of the things that had happened to him at this couple of, a couple of Sundays later is he, he all of a sudden gets hit with laughter, and the Holy Spirit you know, hit him, and he ended up speaking in tongues. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues. It was, it was amazing and crazy all at the same time. And he calls me about a month and a half, and he ends up on the floor just laughing and laughing and laughing, and he calls me on the phone, and I hear him. It sounds like he's in this tunnel, and I hear him laughing. And I'm like, Sam, I, I can barely hear you, but it sounds like you're in a tunnel. And he's, he's hollering. He goes, Robbie, can you hear me? And I was like, yeah, can you hear me? And he goes, yeah, barely. And I said, well, where are you? What's going on? And he goes, I'm in the shower. 
He said, that electricity stuff hit me again. I fell in the shower and started laughing again. He goes, I can't get up. <laughs> he says, I grabbed my phone. He goes, but I had soap all over my hands. And he goes, I just had enough to turn the phone on and hit your, you know, the code for your, your number. And it popped up. And he goes, and it shot out of my hand. And the phone's behind the toilet right now. And he goes, Robbie, he goes, this is the greatest stuff in the whole world. Everybody needs to know about this. And I was like, wow, at the sound of the Spirit, the nations come running. Amen. Nobody's running away. They're running to it. I remember having a guy in our church one time, and his girlfriend told me, she goes, you know, some funky stuff kind of goes on in our church. And she goes, I'm a little worried. You know, she goes, my boyfriend's not a Christian. I want to bring him to church. But I'm a little worried about what might happen and what he might freak out. And I was like, okay, well, just explain to him, you know, all this stuff. And I remember this one particular Sunday. It didn't happen every Sunday, but this guy we were praying for, and he ends up on the ground, and he's like, you know, flopping around. And the Holy Spirit's hitting him, and this power, and he's, you know, filled with joy and all this. And then all of a sudden, the, the guy is standing, and he was like, I think he had come up for prayer, but he was looking at the guy, and he's like this, and he's like, you know, kind of shaking a little bit. And, and I go up to him, and I'm like, oh, no, he's freaked out. And so I step up to him, and I said, I said, hey, man. I said, you okay? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, are you sure? And he goes, yeah. And I said, I said you, know, you know what's happening here? And he goes, God? And I was like, well, Yeah. So sometimes it kind of happens like that. And he goes, yeah. And I looked at him and I said, is this totally freaking you out and scaring you? And he looks at me and he goes, no, why? I was like, it's not? And he goes, no. He goes, I mean, he is God, right? If he shows up on somebody, I mean, stuff like that's bound to happen, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I said, can I pray for you? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we prayed for him. He ended up, uh, uh, you know, not that Sunday, but the next Sunday, he ended up giving his life to Christ. And man, he tells that story so many times. And he was like, man, he goes, at that church, God's real. God shows up. God touches people. At the sound of the Spirit, people who don't know him want to come and know because something's happening. And with that, it says this, and skip over to 22. It says, people of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. The endorsement of the Father on the ministry of Jesus is with signs and wonders, my friends. Oops. The endorsement that he puts on the ministry of Jesus. And you know, that's still true today. That's still true today. If we'll do the ministry Jesus did where Jesus did it, if we try to keep that confined to these walls, let me tell you something. It'll always be just ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. But if we take that ministry outside into the community, some of you may be here and you may be going, you know, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know all about this. Let me tell you something. The God of the universe wants to encounter you. He wants to touch you. He wants to impact you. Whether you're a believer or not, he wants to do that on our lives. And he wants to fill us up and to be carriers of that presence, to go out and to share that and to release that. We don't have to be shy or apologetic about that. We don't have to be withdrawn about that. The world is hungry for that. And guys, let me tell you something. Move away from the psst. 
and move into the public demonstration, you will see more happen by the power of the Spirit. Don't shrink back. Step into it. My friend Ravi Kendall, who's the guy, the end father of lights, the guy from India, is very, just incredibly gifted prophetic guy. You know, he says, you know, he's a part of the vineyard too. He's been in the vineyard Bangalore. And he goes, you know, now is the time for us as the people in the vineyard to begin to cry out for the burning and the stirring and the moving of the spirit like never before. This is a time for us to cry out. But my friends, we can't keep it in a place of just crying out. We've got, to pee, we've got to take it out. We've got to be willing to be the carriers of the presence. God has blessed us with such an incredible heritage, and we've got to continue on. Those things that those guys did that I talked about at the early start, that is still something the Lord wants to do with us today. If we'll move out into it, if we'll just throw the caution to the side, if we'll step into the, into the reality of it, well, matter of fact, let's just do something right now. How many of you here, you're having a problem with your shoulder and you're in pain right now? If you were to lift your arm, you're in pain with your shoulder right now. And if you were to have it, is that arm up? I'm assuming that's the other arm than yours. Okay, keep, keep, if, you're, if you're in pain, if you were to check your arm or, the, or it's restricted movement, if you have your arm up, stand up right now. I saw five hands. There's like 20 of you. No, that's fine. Now listen, this is what I want you to do. How many of you here are like, you know, I've never prayed for anybody and seen them healed. Raise your hand. Okay, this is what I want you to do. If you raise your hand, now some of you are like a little bit nervous raising your hand. It's okay, raise your hand big. It's all right. No, I'm not going to do anything that's going to embarrass you, except for the fact that I want you to get up and go to one of these people right now. Go, go ahead. If you've got your hand raised, just step over to one of these people. I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to do anything weird or anything, but don't do three-on-one. Do one-on-one, okay? But if, you were, if you've never seen this happen, if somebody doesn't have somebody with you and you need healing in your shoulder, raise your hand. Raise it up so they can see. Okay, we've got several people over here. We've got two of you guys here. Can one of you, would you mind going back to that woman back? Oh, okay, she grabbed her already. How about over here with, uh, you know what, this lady over here needs it. Do we mind? But, she, but she's already praying for her, I think. Are you, did you, you've never prayed for anybody and seen them heal, right? Okay, so maybe, okay, man, people are jumping ahead of you. I'm so sorry. How about over here? This lady's got her hand up back over there. Do you mind? Is that okay? All right. Everybody have somebody? They've got their hands. Two ladies back there. Three, four. Wait, do you have, is, is she going to pray for you? If, if somebody's there to pray for you, drop your hand. Otherwise, we're gonna, I'm going to keep sending people to you. So we have three people over there. Okay, and two, these two ladies right here have problems with their shoulder. Are you guys need prayer too? Okay, okay. Okay, so I think we have enough now. All right. Now, guys, check out your shoulder and check your pain level. Check, and whatever pain you feel where it hurts the most, check it out. Let's see. That's a 10, okay? Or if it's restricted movement, is yours pain and restriction or just restricted movement? Restricted, okay, which can be like frozen or whatever restricted movement. All right, now... All right, have them check it, find the pain or the restriction. Whatever level you're at right now is a 10. I'm sorry I wasn't checking the balcony. Did anybody raise their hand on the balcony? Okay, it's 10. Guys, put your hands on their shoulders, all right, and repeat after me. Father, you can relax your shoulders, sir. Put your arm down. It's all right. Father, pray out loud. Father, 
I thank you for healing power. And I thank you for my friend. By the authority of Jesus Christ, I command this shoulder to be healed right now. I command, don't rub it or anything, just keep your hands on it. I command all pain to get out. I command cartilage be repaired, nerves be loosed, muscles relax, be healed by the authority of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. All pain, go right now. In Jesus' name. Okay, back away from him for a second, and then check your shoulder. Check your shoulder again. Check it really good. And if you were at a 10 and zero is no pain, or if you were at a 10 of restriction and zero is, you know, it, it's completely unrestricted, let's start with these guys over here. Give me a number. Where are you at now? I'm sorry. Hang on. You first? I'm sorry. This lady right up here. Where are you at? Say it again. 10. Okay. How about you in the stripes or in the green? 10. How about you back there? Three, how about in the very back? Three, Three? how about over here? Sorry? All right, her over here, right here, right here. Six, okay, now over here. Two, and then how about here? Six, how about you guys right here? So if it, if it was a 10 and it was here and zero is like, where is it at now? Five, okay, how about behind you? Five, how about here? Nine or ten, thank you for your honest. Make sure you be honest with us. Don't, don't say something that's not true. Where are we at? Now, only when it's cold, because I have crossed the centimeter from this floor. And only when it's cold, I can feel pain. But now it's fine. Is there any restricted movement or anything like that? No, it's no restriction. Okay, all right, how about you? Or who, 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 who's getting prayer? You. About seven. How about you? Number? Seven. How about you? Three. How about back in the back? Lady with the black hair. Three. How about you? Five. How about you? Five. Okay, you can take your hands off of her when we stop praying. What about you, ma'am? Check your arm. Say it again. Give me a number, please, if you could, please. Seven. Seven. Okay, thank you. How about in the back? So ten. Give me a number each time if you don't mind, please. How about you? Or who? Who? Eight. Eight. How about back here? Ten. Okay. Now, because we have several people that are ten, we're going to shift the prayer a little bit. When something's not moving quick enough, or if pain moves or anything like that, what do you think that might be? Spiritual. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to shift the prayer a little bit. Put your hands on them again. Okay? And like I said, don't rub them or anything. Like, just put your hand on them. Just repeat after me, okay? Father, I thank you for healing power. By the authority of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirit of infirmity. I command it to get off of them right now. I forbid any more. Manifestation of pain. Stop now. I command this shoulder to be healed. Just new cartilage, 
Any scarring disappear? Muscles relax? Nerves be loose? Vertebrae line up? All pain, get out right now. Be healed by the authority of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, all right, take your hands off of them. Now check, your, check the shoulder or neck or whatever it is. Check it really good. Check it really good. Okay, and now let's get some more numbers. Let's start with you because we ended with you. What number are you at? Ten. Okay, how about you? And what were you at before? An eight and at a seven? Okay, thank you for honesty. It's important. Say it again. Five. Okay, how about you? Five. What were you before? Seven. Okay, how about you? I'm sorry? So four. That would be four. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is that a four? Okay. How about you? Three behind you. Zero? Okay. Praise the Lord. All right. How about you? A one, but it shifted up to your neck. Okay. All right. How about you right here? Seven. How about you? You, sorry. About a six or seven? You? Oh, it was hard to check. I'm so sorry. How about you, sir? Maybe a five. What was it before? Ten. Okay. Four in the back? Three. How about right here? One behind you? One. The red, huh? Four. In the back, right there? Why are you hesitant to say that? <laughs> it, it, it's surprising? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. I, I, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to embarrass. I was just curious. I was just curious. And then how about you? Here? A two. A two? How about you in the green? Five. Five? How about you? Seven. Now, notice a lot, a lot of these guys before were ten. Okay. Can we pray again? Yeah. Is this helpful? Now, are you noticing how we're begging and pleading for healing? You notice how we're saying, Lord, would you please come? Please be a good God and show up and heal them, please. <laughs> Luke 9 and Luke 10, what does Jesus say? Go heal the sick. He didn't say, go there and ask me to come and heal the sick. He said, go heal the sick. So we're not asking for anything. That's just why John Weber used to say, tell the body what you want it to do. Give it instruction. Tell it what you want it to do. All right, let's pray again. Father... I thank you for healing power. Is this okay? I thank you for your presence. By the authority of Jesus Christ, I bind every attack of the enemy. I break its hold right now. I command it to get off of them in the name of Jesus. Now, shoulders and backs be healed. I forbid any more manifestation of pain. Or any more manifestation of restricted movement. Be healed. Go to a zero for the glory of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, step aside, let them check again. Check it, move it around. Check mobility, check for pain.
Some of them who weren't getting prayer are going, I'm doing great. <laughs> How about you in the white? Where are we at? Seven. How about you in the green? Five. How about you in the stripes? Oh, I'm sorry, you were praying. All right, they're still assessing. How about behind you? How about in the red? A one. A one. How about back there? Oh, that's right. You were zero. Uh, sorry, you were zero. Yeah, in the red right here? Say it again. Four. How about you? Zero. Praise the Lord. Between a four or five? Okay, how about you? Three. How about behind you? Two or three. Now, let me tell you something. Being honest is really important. Don't, don't change anything. We want you complete and total honesty. How about you? One to two. How about you? Or her? Two. How about you? Still at a one? Okay. Uh, where am I at? Did, did we check in the back? I'm sorry. About a seven? Okay. How about here? It moved again? Okay. All right. And are you standing in the back just watching there? Okay. Okay. Yeah, you were praying with her. Okay. Where are you at, sir? A three? Oh, don't pull, don't pull it too hard. This, uh, we want to see you have... We want to see that just naturally happen. For you. But, but thank you. I appreciate it. How about you, ma'am? Three. How about back here? Two? A three. How about over here? Say it again. Eight. Okay. Can, can we pray one more time? Are you guys okay with that? We'll pray, we'll pray for them one more time. We'll, 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 we'll do some more prayer with them a little bit later, but because I want to, just since we need to do something else, let's pray one more time. Father, I thank you for healing power by the authority of Jesus Christ. I command this shoulder to be healed right now. Now snap your fingers, guys. All pain, get out right now. I command this shoulder to be completely healed for the glory of Jesus Christ. Go to a zero right now in Jesus' name for the glory of our great king, Jesus. Amen. Okay, check them again. Move around, check it again. Okay, we're, we're going to check one more time here. And then we're going to do a, more of a general ministry thing. I hope this is okay with you guys. Where, where are we at now? Eight? Okay. Thank you for your honesty. It's so important, guys. One. How about back there? Zero. Praise the Lord. How about you? Three. Yes. How about you, sir? Still at a three? Okay. That's great. What about you and the green? One. Okay, and in the back, we've already checked there. How about up here? Okay, we'll, 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 we'll pray for this. It's back up to a five or maybe even a six. We'll pray for that. Where are we at? So were you having pain in the neck before? Okay, so it's at a zero in the shoulders, but in the neck, there's still some stuff. Okay, we'll pray for some more of that here. Where are we at? Are you having any pain? No? Okay. Zero. Praise the Lord. How about you? Yeah. Half. Four or five. Okay. Here, the scarf. Three. 
How about behind you? One. One. All right. Uh, over here. Zero. Zero. Praise the Lord. In the red? In the... Two. Awesome. How about on the other side? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You were zero. Oh, forgive me. In the red? Zero as well. Praise the Lord. Three. Three. Okay. And then here on the white. Five. Okay. Cool. Now listen, let me ask you guys a question. How many people did I pray for that were experiencing healing up here? None. I didn't pray for anybody. This is about Christ in you. This is about Christ in you. This isn't about a specially gifted person. This is about Almighty God, the presence of Almighty God living inside of you. That's what this is about. I didn't pray for anybody. I was just giving you the words and I was checking. And you guys were saying, yet and experience anybody. Everybody, it, nobody is at a 10 still, I don't believe. Everybody was experiencing some level of easement or going to zero all the way. It's about Christ in you. That's what this community is crying out for, and you have it inside of you. You aren't waiting for any more. Can we all stand? I just want all of us just to encounter his presence and just to just encounter his spirit, just on us. And I know we're I know it's running late. You guys gotta work tomorrow, but if you can just take the time. If anybody has to slip out, just you know, feel free to do that just quietly if you would. But if you would just put your hands out, if you can stay, just put your hands out right now. Just relax. Just put them, put your hands out like somebody's putting a gift into your hands. Like they're just coming and putting a gift right in your hands. We're just going to invite the Holy Spirit just to come in here. He's already here, but when we say that, we're just saying, take us deeper. We're not going to be in a rush, but just wait on him. Come, Holy Spirit. heart and our flesh cry out for you. We're so hungry for your presence. Just come, Holy Spirit. Move here. Move among your people.